Welcome everyone to part two of Couch Potato Diary today. My name is Peter Klein. Thank you very much for tuning in today. This one is all about the wild world of professional wrestling that just refuses to slow down after uh, some big news over the weekend. We get more of it today as the WWE cuts the cord and heads to Netflix. We'll be talking about that as well as uh, Monday Night Raw, the go-home show, heading towards the Royal Rumble. Um, as always, thank you so much for tuning in. If you are listening in podcast form, remember to leave a review and subscribe to the channel. If you're watching, thank you. Um, like this video and subscribe to the channel as well. Leave a comment, too, if you don't mind. You can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at PrimetimeKlein, twitch.tv slash PrimetimePK, and you can email this show, Diary at yahoo.com. All right, let's get right into what has been a wild, again, 24 hours in the world of professional wrestling. So, um, it was announced very early this morning that the WWE is off to Netflix, agreeing to a 10-year, $5 billion deal with the streaming giant that will send a lot of WWE content their way, both in the United States, um, here in Canada, and around the world. And there's so many different aspects of it that, that I find so interesting. Um, so, for people here in Canada, it's going to be a bit different than people in the States. In the States, it's just raw. I believe it might be raw on NXT, but I'm pretty sure it's just raw that is heading to Netflix in Canada. It's everything. Uh, the WWE network on Sportsnet is going to be no more. That deal was up at the end of the year, according to John Pollock of post wrestling. Um, so now everything is on Netflix, raw SmackDown, NXT premium live events, the documentaries, all of it, all on Netflix. This is such an interesting, interesting, interesting idea for, um, and just an, an interesting deal for the WWE and for Netflix. For the WWE, it means Raw. The, the flagship show for the last 31 years is now off of television and is going to be just exclusively streaming. And that itself... I, I think is so fascinating. They keep their, their, their over-the-air property with SmackDown staying on USA Network and also um, quarterly specials for the WWE on, on NBC, in my opinion, hopefully, a Saturday night's main event. But um, this, like, they, they keep that over-the-air thing so it's still, like, I don't think anyone is really stumbling upon, like, no one is, oh my, what is this? WWE you speak of? What is a SmackDown? But... You still have that presence where people be like, oh yeah, let's just flip this on. But moving to a streaming site is, it, 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 it's just, it's interesting. There's no other way to put it. That This is so fascinating to me that they are going to be one of the first to put like the majority of their content into a streaming platform. It's been done a little bit. Like the NFL dipping their toe in with um, with Amazon and like the, the PGA, you can stream early rounds and stuff like that. But for the most part, the big stuff, um, has been over the air. Now, the WWE has kind of shifted away from pay-per-view model, obviously, to the streaming service anyway, but to now have your weekly show 52 times a year being streaming on Netflix, this is, I think, an interesting um, test case for live streaming on Netflix because this is not going to be the last move Netflix makes in the live space. They're not just going to be like, all right, got WWE, we're done. Um, th this is going to be a move that I think signifies a, a, a change in direction now for Netflix and is a change in direction for the, the WWE as well. Um, I, I think that this is going to be 
interesting. And look, for the WWE, like the WWE Network was pretty ahead of its time at that point. Like they were one of the first to really jump in on something like that. Other networks had streaming services, but it was just, you know, whatever. And then UFC um, announces theirs not, not too far after, but WWE goes hard into the streaming service world. And it had some hiccups, much like I think this Netflix deal will have some hiccups as well. Netflix has not had a perfect track record of streaming things live. They're going to need to get that figured out because the wrestling community can be a little unforgiving, I would suggest. But I, I, I just, I just like this deal a lot. Um, and I, I think it's going to be so fascinating to, to see how it kind of all plays out. But I do think it raises the profile of WWE as they look to kind of legitimize things a little bit now. Um, it, it's not going to be long, and it is neck and neck right now, that more people have Netflix than cable subscriptions. And so WWE, I, I think, is going to be at the, the forefront of uh, of all of that. And now, like, it's, it, I just, it's so fun. To, to, to see that this kind of thing shake out. Like I was really excited when the WWE went to, um, went to, to Fox with SmackDown. Um, and, and that hasn't like led to a whole, it, it, it has shifted things creatively for the WWE where, um, SmackDown kind of became the, the main show, right? Like Roman Reigns and the bloodline feud played out on SmackDown instead of on Monday Night Raw. That would have been a Raw story for sure five years ago. So now, how does this change things? Where, like, is is Raw going to be the flagship show again with uh, SmackDown being over on USA Network? Um, th what does this mean for the length of Raw? Uh, Netflix, no show before it, no show after it. That no matter at all. Um, so you can go four hours if you want. You can go an hour and a half. Not going to affect the thing at all. So I wonder how that affects that as well. Um... But I, I just think that for the WWE, this is just a, a way to elevate things even more. Um, I, I think they've kind of, like, you you look at it, they, they have kind of tapped out on the, the cable television thing. And what is the one thing you see every time ratings comes out? And it's, oh, well, 1.3 million people watched Raw this week. And people are freaking out. Oh, my God, it's over 1 million. And then you remind them, like, you know, it was like 10 not too long ago. Probably closer to 6. But it's, oh, well, streaming. Okay, well, now you're in that world. Now now you are 100% in that world. And now, do you get, like, do do you get a big boost from this? And for, for Netflix now, they have a, a stake in the WWE and, and in this doing well. How much shoulder programming um, or, or how much other stuff is there? Like, do we see, um, like, John Cena looking to buy his next house on Selling Sunset? Do we get a drive to survive sort of um, storytelling with uh, WWE documentaries and stuff like that. Like, I I just think the opportunities now are endless for the WWE to, to, to branch off of this. And so I, I think that is a, a really, really fun part of it. For Canadians here, it... I honestly, I think it's a win. And I know I've done more stuff with the, the Sportsnet brand lately here with, uh, with 960. I think Sportsnet really dropped the ball with the WWE Network here in Canada. Um, if you want to go back and watch an old show, it is really difficult to, to try to do that. Um, Sportsnet, like I, as recently as two Royal Rumbles ago, 
I had streaming issues getting the Royal Rumble to, to work. It just, it felt like a thing that they could put on their, the, their streaming service, um, but they didn't really have to put a whole lot of work into it. And I, I think to do this right, you do have to put a lot of work into it. And Netflix has the capability of doing that. And so I think the, the opportunity to have the full library over on Netflix is really intriguing. I think having all of the shows still be in one place is really interesting and, and really exciting because like we, we here in Canada, we go to TSN, basically TSN plus for all of our AEW. And now we just go to Netflix for all of our, our WWE. So it makes life really, really easy. But I, I think Netflix is probably going to do a better job with this streaming service than, than, than Sportsnet was doing. And it's interesting for what it means for Netflix now. Like there, there had been some talk about them being involved in Formula One discussions. There's been some talk about them. Um, they, they live streamed a golf event. They've um, apparently been in on NFL discussions, but they've kind of been a, oh, and maybe Netflix will get into it too. Now this puts them, uh, not to use the wrestling term of the head of the table, but this puts them at the big kids table for, for this. And it's not, oh, well, now they have WWE. Well, now we respect them. It's not that. It's just now they have shown they're willing to put $5 billion into a live streaming service and everything that that means after it. So I think now with the NBA rights, um, being negotiated right now, they become a player in that. I think it would behoove networks like the NA or leagues like the NHL, MLS, and all of them to to get involved with uh, with Netflix as well. Um, so I I think it it kind of changes the sports streaming landscape, or at least has the potential to change the the sports streaming landscape. I wonder if it kind of ups the timeline for an Amazon a little bit, or it ups the timeline a little bit for like an HBO Max, or here in Canada a Crave. Um, for, for Apple plus, you know, they, they had a really good deal with, uh, MLS and they have a pretty good deal with major league baseball as well. Does this kind of speed up their timeline a, a little bit more? So I, I think that this is such a fun first step into the live streaming world for Netflix. And obviously I do like it ties directly to me. I love this stuff as you can kind of see in the background there. Um, so I, I think this, this is a whole lot of fun and for, for the WWE, like there, there's a lot of talk now, like does Ross stay to Monday night? And th they have said for now, Ross stays on Monday, but they are not tied to anything. And like the, the advantage of being on Monday night for USA is like the law and order reruns or whatever airs on USA. Um, those get absolutely annihilated by Monday night football and by the national championship game in college and by the, na in college football and basketball and those sorts of things. But raw has at least now it's, it's dwindled, but raw has a, um, devoted audience that will watch it every week. Netflix doesn't really care when, when they're watching it, quite frankly. Um, and so I'm sure like they're putting $5 billion into this. They would like people to get it, but it doesn't have to be on Monday to counteract a loss of audience that you would otherwise have just to try to salvage a number um, that they can put it wherever and whenever. And so going Monday against the NFL, honestly, doesn't make a whole lot of sense, especially with what ESPN has been doing in in making Monday Night Football more of a priority with the, the National Football League and, and things like that. So does Raw move for Monday? Would not be surprised at all. If it does, um, I, I like Monday for raw. I like like even AEW being Wednesday, having to wait from Saturday or Sunday to Wednesday to, to wait for a, a response and a, what happens next? It's, uh, it just sucks. And so if I had to wait till Tuesday or even Thursday, um, that would be 
That'd be a bit of a bummer, I would say, for me. So maybe, like, NXT goes on Monday, uh, Raw on Tuesday. Do you keep SmackDown on Friday? Do you go SmackDown Wednesday? Um, I, I think that there's, like, that this is, that this just starts so many different conversation paths coming out off of just this one announcement. Business-wise for the WWE, I, I'm certainly not a business expert. If I was, I wouldn't have got into the profession I did. But... You see the number, right? And it's 10 years at $5 billion. Well, A, there's an option for five. Um, for five years, sorry. Uh, there's also an option for 20. So, it, it, big gap in, in what that could be. But $5 billion is a lot of money. But that would have been a, a significant, a relatively significant raise for the domestic, the, the, the U.S. rights. But now when you're lumping in Canada and the U.K. And um, I don't believe India is a part of this one, which will make that deal so huge for them. But you're lumping in all these international ones as well. It's really not that big of an increase for, for them financially. So I wonder if there is another revenue stream that, that we are not thinking of with this group um, or, or something along those lines. Like the, the, the streaming, the, the network rights are coming up in a little bit. They're going to get probably a lot from that. So that, that will be, um, I, I think, kind of fascinating to see how that all plays out as well. But this is, it, it's so much fun. For the rest of the wrestling world, because AEW's uh, rights are also coming up, it does take something away. Not that I think a lot of people thought AEW and Netflix were a marriage, but WWE gains a partner in Netflix and doesn't really lose one. I guess they do lose Fox, but they, they stick around with NBC as well. So the, the, there hasn't been a whole lot falling off. And I, I think it makes it more and more likely that they are going to stick with TNT. Um, and I just, I wonder now with the WWE main shows at some point, like in, in Canada now, um, or at the, the start of next year. But if at some point all the WWE premium live events are on a streaming service that most of their fans are paying for anyway, um, does that make it all the more untenable to keep doing pay-per-views? And especially now that it seems like they're upping their pay-per-view count to, to one time a month. So it, I think it does help the wrestling world that Netflix is so invested in professional wrestling now. But it does... Um, I do think it kind of takes away a little bit of an opportunity for, for some of the, the, the smaller guys. Another big part of everything that went down today is The Rock is part of the board of TKO now. And I don't know like if that means all of a sudden he's going to be the GM of Raw and we're going to see him at every big show here on out. But I, I do, it, it's just, it's nice to have him fully back into the WWE family. And I, I think it's... We're probably definitely seeing him at WrestleMania. We, we kind of knew that one already. Um, him getting trademark of The Rock is really interesting. And I, I think allows him to, to branch off and do a little bit more things as well. Not that he needs more things to do. But just having that guy and having that name brand value behind you, I think can only be a good thing. So it's cool that he is around. So that is uh, everything on the new deal. Overall, I think I said it a million times. I'm so interested by this deal. I'm I'm fascinated to see what WWE does with it. If it is just Raw, NXT, SmackDown on um, and, and PLEs on on Netflix and a couple documentaries here and there, and that's it, then it'll be a bit of a bummer. But I, I do think that there is a lot of room for growth with, with this deal. And I think it does really signify a sea change. And maybe it does speed up a lot of these other um, leagues going more exclusive to the streaming side of things. Uh, all right, let's get into Monday Night Raw. 
as we get ready for the Royal Rumble coming up this weekend from uh, the former home of the Thunderdome, uh, Tropicana Field, out in Tampa Bay, as it is... It's such a fun time of year. Um, the, the main highlight of this show was the CM Punk, Cody Rhodes, Mike duel in the middle of the ring. Um, th this was excellent. Both men were excellent. And the the CM Punk being like, I'm more American Dream than you. And Cody Rhodes' counter of I'm more CM Punk than you was just brilliance. I loved it because you could see the justification from both and you could see like that there there is a respect there but the more it got down to it the more I kind of fucking hate you and they're both going for the same goal. It's going to make a face off at the Royal Rumble so much more fascinating. It sets up a potential feud not too far in the future now for both of these guys. It just it makes this now again it's just so much fun. And I, I think that this was really well done and sets things up very nicely for the WWE heading into the Royal Rumble. We still don't really know what's going to happen with Seth Rollins. He's going to keep the title. Um, is he available for, for WrestleMania? Maybe, maybe not. The last time we had one of these, it was like, yeah, he made it. Um, but we'll see. Like, they, they do have um, Damian Priest with the money in the bank that they can kind of just pivot to at any moment and just be like, well... Seth's not going to be ready. Damian Priest is the champion. And uh, and they go from there. But I, I like how Gunther came out. It immediately puts him on the same level as Seth Rollins. It puts him as someone who you immediately believe is a title challenger for the World Heavyweight Championship. And thus, it makes him another person that you're thinking like, hey, they, they just had him do a thing with Rollins. Maybe he goes out and wins the Royal Rumble. So you can add that to the list of names of guys who could go out there and, and win the Royal Rumble. So I thought that was good. I didn't love the main event. I, I thought they built it up well with Drew McIntyre against Damian Priest. Um, the, both guys cutting promos throughout the show. I thought it was... It was fun, but then, like, R-Truth gets involved, and he has been excellent so far in 2024, and the Judgment Day has been really, really good as well, but this felt a little main cardish to me, and this felt like, th this didn't drive me to be like, man, I can't wait to see what happens with this at the Royal Rumble this Saturday. That that didn't get it for me. Like, I, I would have much rather finished with Punk against Rhodes in the, the, the microphone face-off in the, the the end of the show than go with this one. And I understand it's the end of the third hour and they have been a little creative in how they have done the ends of the third hours before, but th this to me just felt more like a TV segment, which it like literally was, but it felt more like getting you ready for the next week of TV than getting you ready for your first big event of the calendar year 2024 and getting you ready for the biggest time of your year. It just, it didn't really feel that way for me. Um, I thought they set up Becky and Bailey really well as Royal Rumble um, potential winners. Um, Becky, with, with a couple of um, interactions with people on this show, with Nia Jax, Bailey coming out and and kind of thwarting her as well, um, and then a, a quick stare down with, with Rhea Ripley. So I think you established a few potential challengers there for the Royal Rumble as well. Uh, a couple of things that didn't hit. It was. Um, the, the, the stuff involving the tag teams, quite frankly, the women's tag team match, they're, they're trying to reestablish that division. And so with that, there's going to be a few hiccups. I'm interested to see how the Kabuki Warriors do coming up this weekend, uh, sorry, this Friday with Asuka and Kyrie taking on um, the, the tag team champions. So we'll see how that goes, but they, they are looking to, to build things up a little bit. The one that was really like a, oh, was that crowd went silent when DIY came out. Um, like there, there was 
nothing there when DIY came out for the save for The Miz. And part of that is, it, it's tough to have The Miz as a sympathetic figure, but the crowd is not into DIY at all. And that that is why they were my worst tag team of 2023, because it's just, oh, hey, great. But it, it feels like this is beneath Champa now. And that was, that, that reaction to me was quite telling. But overall, like... Three hours flew by. Um, I'm excited for the Royal Rumble that this show did not change that. Uh, may have amplified it a little bit. And you're excited for the stuff in the lead up too. Like this is very Triple H NXT where there's only so much room on the main shows for some of these things. So things have to pivot. Gunther against uh, Kofi Kingston for the Intercontinental title next Monday. Women's tag team titles coming up on Friday. Like th th this, is, th this is a really good job of having like your big tentpole event, but also being able to surround it with, with things that feel a bit more important as well. And so you're, you're bringing momentum into that show and you're able to carry a lot of momentum out of that show, even with people who weren't involved in it. So it's just, it keeps, just keeps things going and keeps everyone feeling important. Uh, all right, that's going to do it for this show today. Thank you all so much for tuning in. If you wanted a bit more sports talk, that was on uh, part one of the show from uh, today. That is up wherever this is now. Uh, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm at primetimekline, twitch.tv slash primetimepk, and you can email this show, couchpotatodiary at yahoo.com. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you then. I'm out.